Osiris. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a second to tell you about Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Head to factormeals.com stormsound50 and use code stormsound50 to get 50% off your first box and along with two free wellness shots per box while the subscription is active. That's code stormsound50 at factormeals.com stormsound50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while your subscription is active. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. All right, hello, we are back. We are live uh, for another episode of Always Almost There, day after show. Hope everybody is doing great today. Um, I am. Last night was a lot of fun. Uh, Very, very excited. We've got my whole family uh, coming on uh, for today's episode. Everybody, you know, my sister's first goose show, my mom's third, my brother's third. So very exciting stuff. Uh, We'll get them on in a minute, as always, before we get started. Uh, quick word from our sponsor. Uh, so today's episode of Always Almost There is sponsored by Avergio Wellness. Avergio Functional Mushrooms are here to help right now, whether you are gearing up for a show, going to sleep afterwards, or recovering and restoring the day after. With a wide range of health benefits, Avergio Mushrooms help you make the most out of the moment through the ancient healing properties in their highly potent fruiting bodies. The organic certified therapeutic potency and their planet positive refill system are two of the many standout reasons that Avergio is my choice supplement. Be clear, chill, balanced, energized, protected, focused, and calm in the moment with Avergio Mushrooms. Use code STORMSOUND15 for 15% off your order. It's available to ship anywhere in the U.S. or Canada. So, Neil, how are you today? Doing great. I'm a little tired. I think this is, what, four days in a row of goose shows? Is yeah. Is the fourth day or the third day? Well, did you stay up for the webcast last night? Uh, I did not stay up for the webcast. Right, I listened so- to uh, the stream on... Uh, on Sirius XM. Okay, I signed yeah. up for a, a free, trial. free trial. I've been meaning to, so I don't know. It's worth it. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's uh, it's a lot of shows. What are we on? Number nine? Yeah, right we got nine yeah, out we of got 14. Two night. Yeah, we got five shows left, uh, which is crazy. But yeah, last night, it was funny because of, you know, they went on at seven um, and uh, they uh, only played for an hour. It, it felt like way later than it was afterwards. Uh, yes, Matthew, Avergio Wellness and Sunset Lake CBD can be used in, conduct- in conjunction. Uh, leave a little bit of time in between, but yes. Yeah, maybe. You might want to wait. Well, uh, let, let's, let's bring the family on, shall we? Uh, I'm excited about this. Let's do it. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hey, everyone. <laughs> this is amazing. This is so, so good. We're going to try and be well-behaved. 
That's <laughs> not usually our, our strong suit. But everybody just uh, – Andy, you go first. But everybody introduce yourselves uh, just in case people don't know who you are. Uh, I'm Andy. I'm Ryan's younger brother. Um, and last night was my third goose show. Right. And my favorite color is blue. There you go. Okay, perfect. So name <laughs> how many shows you've been to and your favorite color. <laughs> okay. I'm Ryan's mom, Lisa, and this was my third. third yep. See, I usually count on Ryan to give me those stats. Oh, and Rob's guess, counting. I'm counting. So I'm Rob. What's your favorite or, color? Or, or what's oh, your favorite color? Lime green. Okay. I'm Rob or old Ryan. I think that was my fifth show. Um, and, looking for validation. And my favorite color is what's my favorite color? Brown. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a favorite color. He likes them all. Okay, just one. Hi, I'm Joey. Last night was my first goose show. And yes. um, my favorite color is green. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Well, you know, very excited that I was able to get all of you on an episode of this at some point. You know, our first time going to a show, I think, as a family since we saw Fish in 2016 together. And that um, was a disaster. That was a disaster for Joey. Um, I think the rest <laughs> of us had a great time. First um, Fish shows. I mean, it's, you know, it can go any way, you know. It's a couple yes. ways it can go. Yeah. Joey, Joey is not um, very enthusiastic about anything jam band related pretty much ever. Um, but she had told me on a couple of occasions that she wouldn't hate Goose if somebody put it on, but she would never go and listen to it on her own time. So I called that a win, but I was very happy to finally get her to her first show last night. You know, we, we got a great spot, second night in a row being on the soundboard rail, uh, which was very exciting. Um, but yeah, so first impressions, Joey, when the lights went down and they went into Hunger Sight. Was that a skinning? Yeah. That, that was, sorry, that was the first song. Um. <laughs> I don't know, it just sounded like the music that you always play in like the kitchen or car or whatever anyways. Um, and the lights were fun. And it was very exciting to be able to watch you and dad go crazy. I was very nervous the whole time that you were going to hit someone. <laughs> 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 but it was fun to watch you guys. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, re really solid opening segment last night uh, with the Hunger Sight into Silver Rising. You know, obviously nonstop banger uh, festival set, banger Sunday, if you will. Um, yep. I loved it. You know, Hunger Sights, uh, Andy and my mom's, uh, one of their favorite songs. So, you know, I assume you guys must have been excited to catch that again. Facts. I was like, <laughs> any of the songs that you play are the fake songs that I like. Right. Because they're familiar. Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay. And so I, yeah, I played Silver Rising a couple of times too. So. Yeah, this uh, this set list. I think you know we all knew what they were going to play, and then we kind of had a really strong assumption, and they showed up and played exactly what we we thought they were going to play. I think probably the most interesting story about this show is what they didn't play. Yeah, um, where we'll the get born? to that. At some, they didn't play "Born." Um, you would think like that's like their their radio hit. Yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's "Hunger Sights," the radio hit. I don't know, but or, or maybe they're saving it for next weekend. Yeah, well, so there's that. Then the, the question is, what do they play at ACL next weekend? Because they, they, they played, played all the They're just going to play all their hits again. It's going to be the, <laughs> the same set. You're all going to be there for the second weekend, too? Yes, or, we are. Oh, yeah. Right, so you're going to see the same set. It'll be awesome. Joey, 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 won't be Joey will not. Joey, Joey will be leaving. She she timed her trip to Austin 
perfectly so she could avoid stubs and the second and so show. I can be <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, so we move on in the set, you know, Arcadia, uh, solid version, you know, Festival Arcadia, get a nice extended ending on there. I uh, loved it. Joey asked me um, at, at some point during this if it was still the first song, <laughs> which was funny. Um, but yeah. Hunger Sight Ride was without a, a jam. Yes. No jam. They went right into Silver Rising um, after the song part of it, um, which made it more Lisa approved. It's, it's, it is true. That's what you said. Did you like Hunger Side? I said, I loved it. It was so good. And Ryan said, it's because they didn't jam. I said, oh, thank you for <laughs> Yes. We talk about this a lot, like Hunger Side with or without the jam and, you know, who's it for? Like, not us. Um, but there are yes. people at the show who are there to see that. Um, and then here are. we go. This is it right here. Um, so we have a guest on. That's good. The, the target Actually, demographic. Uh, you know, um, my comment on Silver Rising was when they started it, because it starts pretty slow, is I thought that was a curious one for the second song of a festival set. So with Hunger Sight, get everybody going, and then you kind of lose the danceability for you know the the main part of the song before, although the jam. I didn't have any issues dancing during that song. <laughs> no, you didn't have I hear that though. I, I I absolutely hear that. I think I think what they try to do in in some of these festival sets is just kind of show off Rick's voice alone because, mm -hmm. you know, it is like a strong selling point of the band. And I, I think that's the motivation for putting something like, like Silver Rising right at the beginning of a set. Well, yeah, I do and agree. No, like you kind of want folks moving. It's kind of an mm -hmm. odd spot. Yeah. And, and no, no Peter tunes uh, last night at all. Yeah. Only, only Rick songs. Um, yeah. And, and Silver Rising, I feel like normally would come later in the festival set. Um, and I, I feel like they kind of had, you know, slow ready as well. That was kind of a slower song, obviously only for the first half of it. Um, but yeah, so yeah, felt Ryan Molnar uh, says felt more subdued compared to some of the other fests this year. Yeah, Peach 420 and Bonnaroo for sure. Boston Calling also a really strong one. I will say definitely put it above the Beale Street uh, performance from the beginning of May because this one I think at least had some sub substance uh, to it. Uh, but after Arcadia, we get the lone cover of the set, uh, Blood Buzz Ohio. Not a song I was expecting to see at ACL, personally. Um, you know, I guess it makes sense that maybe it's more of a, a well-known song that people might know, um, if, you know, if they're just getting to see Goose for the first time. But yeah, very surprising pick to me. Yeah, I mean, you know how I feel about this song. It's an amazing song. I've been a fan of The National since long before I even heard of Goose. Uh, so I love it when they cover this song. It feels mm -hmm. like kind of right to slide in that indie rock cover, you know, at a, at a show like ACL, just yeah. so folks get an idea of like who they are and what they're about. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I think that's like a pretty solid pick here. This is a surprise. I don't think anybody saw that one coming. Out of all the things they could have played, I mean, Spoon played a set earlier in the day too. And, you know, they could have very easily showed up and done Inside Out, um, which, you know, I speculated before the show, like, wouldn't it be neat if... Uh, Brit from uh, from Spoon came out and, and did that tune with him, but that didn't happen. But they did manage to kind of slide in into our cover. So yeah, it's pretty cool. That would have been cool. And then for the next song, uh, Andy wanted to get up a little bit closer, so he and I uh, kind of moved through the crowd a little bit, made it to around fourth or fifth row uh, back from the stage, which was cool uh, to get a closer vantage point. Uh, so, Andy, what what did you think of being up there close as opposed to being back by the soundboard? It was pretty cool. It was more like Squish, but like it's cool being like near the band. Mm -hmm. 
And you got a better view of Peter dancing. Yes. <laughs> Peter dancing uh, during the, the uh, arpeggiator jam of Slow Ready. Um, and Slow Ready being uh, the one song of the set that I think Joey actually really liked. Yes? Yeah. I also recognize that one because I feel like you've played it a lot. I did. I played it a couple of times uh, over the summer. Uh, but yes. Well, I, I'm. you know what? I was very happy that they played that. Um, you know, I, I was confused at myself because I didn't put it on my fantasy picks, uh, even though it made very much sense to play it. Um, I think maybe because it was on a short show gap, but I'm glad they played it uh, so Joey could enjoy at least one song <laughs> at our first <laughs> show. <laughs> Listen, she didn't say she's not coming back. That... Yes, she did. She did? Not <laughs> <laughs> ever going to a goose show again? Was that it? I said I would go to 50 goose shows before going to one more fish show. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's, I mean, it's pretty that's, that's a solid endorsement right there. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'd take that. <laughs> For sure. And then, uh, so Slow Ready was fun. You know, crowd was loving it. Um, this was the album arrangement uh, of Slow Ready as well, not the uh, usual synth out one. You know, very gentle piano. So was kind of interesting to get a second slower tune uh, in the set, especially when it's only an hour, um, you know, and not in a two-set show. Um, but it was great. You know, I loved it. And then, you know, they, off of the end of it, you know, they kept the arpeggiator going. Peter looked over at Jeff, straightened to drip, um, which, you know, we all knew was coming, uh, except for me, because I didn't put it on my fantasy picks either. But <laughs> um, I was very excited to see it again. Um, you know, Joey didn't like it, but I did. Um, you know, and this, this was the, the improvisational meat of the night, if you will. Um, right. They got into a really nice jam uh, on here. It seemed like, you know, more stretched out than I would have expected for a festival set. Um, but, you know, I loved it. And, you know, I think the crowd was enjoying it too. Yeah, uh, I agree. Song of the night. I, I mean, actually, the interesting thing about this, I was like, it was kind of stressing me out when they were like, they were playing Driftfield for so long and they were jamming <laughs> it out for as long as they were. Cause I was like, hold on a second. Like, are they going to actually like end on like a huge Driftfield or like, only have one more song, which actually turns out to be true. Yeah, uh, and I was really surprised by that. I didn't, I didn't see that coming at all. I didn't, I didn't think there would be any kind of like substantive improvisation on the on the night. But there it is, right I, there in Driftfield. Yeah, I, I would have, I would have guessed. I, I think I said to Andy when they started Driftfield um, that you know, hot tea was going to be the closer after, and that would be it uh, for the show. Just looking at the time, and it was very concise. Hot tea. You know, we had a brief moment of Clav tweet. Um, but they didn't really get a chance to explore the jam at all. But uh, Rob, I know you would have some uh, opinion on uh, the drip field jam at least. So what, what did you think of that part of the set? Well, it's nothing specific. I thought it was, a fan. I just thought it was a great jam and it was just so much fun to do it. It was a gorgeous night. I got to tell you the crowd I thought was, there was a lot of dancing going on around us. So for a festival show, people coming to check them out who may not have known who they were, but I thought there was a, there was a ton of movement around us. It wasn't just that you was and Ryan. I. Yeah. <laughs> that was me. It wasn't just you and I. Um, so it was just, it was a gorgeous, nice night. And it was a, I thought it was just, it was just a fun jam. It was a great place. place to be. Actually, you bring up an interesting point because like you were at Austin city limits. Like what, what was the festival like? We never really talked about that at all. So can you, Kind of we actually, through some festival experience. Yeah, so we got in. We only got in about an hour before Goose went on, and we went right to, uh, you know, where they were playing, uh, right as the previous band finished. And it was funny, like 95% of the crowd, like, 
immediately left. I think a lot of them, you know, we're going to try to get good spots for red hot chili peppers who are starting at eight. Um, but you know, the crowd really filled in right before goose went on. I think there were actually a surprising number of like goose fans. Um, I think who were either there before or waiting on, um, you know, we, we were very happy to get our soundboard rail spot again. I think, um, I think we're, we're really enjoying being there for a show. I think, you know, obviously the sound's amazing, great view of the stage. Um, and we were in the bottom right-hand corner of the webcast video <laughs> camera oh, nice. from that spot. Um, but yeah, it, it was a great spot. And yeah, the, the crowd was cool. You know, we went over to uh, the Chili Peppers after to check it out. Um, and, you know, they, they played for half an hour shorter than they were scheduled to. Um, which was kind of unfortunate and, you know, we, we were really far back, so it wasn't as loud as, you know, maybe could have been. Um, but, you know, it seemed like it, it seemed like a great place for the festival. What did, what did you guys, you know, what were your impressions of the festival and the, you know, couple hours we spent there? Um, it was pretty cool. Me and Joe, we walked over, we saw, we saw like this rapper that was like, okay. But like there's like just a bunch of stages and like a circle, like some are smaller and bigger, and it's a it's a it's a pretty cool space, and there's a lot of people. And yes, <laughs> it's always good to be in a huge gathering where everybody seems to be happy. So can't go wrong with that. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, and even when the chilies finished early, it was clear that they finished early, and um, people just started leaving. Like there were there. It, it was just people went with the flow of it, right? Mm -hmm. So it was, it was and it, it was, was amazing. Cool. It was amazing before Goose that it was really empty. There were not very many people there, and Ryan was like, "I hope people come. If it's not busy, we're going to have to move up." And then, it, like within five minutes, like Ryan, you yeah, said, filled in. It was like it filled in, and there's a lot of people. Grateful Dead shirts, fish shirts. So I think they were there deliberately. They weren't just random mm -hmm. people. I think they knew. I think they knew where they were going. Yeah, I um I think we may do Casey next weekend. Uh, we'll see what happens, but might might be the move. But yes, yeah, it was it was just it was a really great set. And, you know, I mentioned the tea that closed. Like you know, we all knew that was coming too. It was you know another one of those locks uh, for the festival set. Also was on a decently sized show gap. Um, but I think it was you know it was a really fun night last night. I look forward to seeing what they do for the festival set next weekend. It's awesome. And I'm, I'm so happy that you got to go with your whole family. I have yet to go to a, a goose show with my whole family, but I'm going to actually do that for Mohegan's son. Uh, so I'll see you there with my we mother will be and my there father. Minus Joey. Um, all right. Um, <laughs> so we'll have all the families there. Uh, I'm unless, unless he changes their mind. It's going to be a fun one. Mohegan's son's the Let's do <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, you know, obviously shorter episode today, a lot uh, less to dig into. Um, so thank you, uh, you know, my amazing family for uh, coming on today. I really, really appreciate it. Um, always a pleasure. Um, and I'll see you in a few minutes once I'm done. But thanks for coming on. <laughs> nice Thank you all. Take care. Thanks for us. Good to meet you. All right. Well, that, that was fun. <laughs> Uh, that was incredible. I mean, good for you that you got your whole family to a show. Like I said, I'm excited about having my family at a show. Um, I doubt we'll get them on the podcast, but uh, maybe we'll have like, a sound bite of my father having something to say about the, the, uh, That'd be the good. show. We'll, we'll see. Um, I mean, it'll be, let's see here. It'll be the first time my parents have seen 
any kind of derivative of fish since they were at um, they were at Deer Creek 2000. That's oh wow! My, okay, been a while. My, my mother's 49th birthday. Uh, we took her there. Nice. So uh, yeah, so it'll be exciting. I'm excited about it. So Ryan, before we finish off, let's yes. let's talk about let's talk about your podcast. Your other yeah. podcast. My other uh, podcast. Uh, should I just offer a review or do you want to kind of lead us in with a plug here or, or what? I mean, I'll do a plug, but I, I appreciate the review. You know, today, uh, if anyone didn't know, I had an episode of We Moved Through Stormy Weather come out uh, with Jeff uh, from Goose. You know, talk to him about all of his different amazing projects uh, that he's got going on. And he's in so many different bands. It's kind of nuts. Um, but it was really amazing to get to talk to him. I think you all really enjoy. Uh, I know uh, Neil said he... Uh, already listened today um, and enjoyed it but yeah it's available wherever you get your podcast now just look up storm sound uh, or we move through stormy weather it'll come up episode 24 with jeff yeah so uh here's my endorsement everybody should go listen to this podcast it, it's a really 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 good one uh hold on a second gong gang um but I, I think it's an interesting angle on on a goose podcast like interview insofar as a lot of what she talks about had nothing to do with Goose at all. Um, and then some actually like kind of nice little tidbits about um, how like Jeff kind of onboarded into the band, mm -hmm. which I don't think I knew any of that. Like, I think the stories I'd heard in the past were just like Jeff just kind of was around. And then one day they were like, hey, why don't you play in the band? But it was a little bit more complicated than that. Yeah. But also fascinating to hear just how many bands Jeff is in. Yeah. Uh, you should go listen to the podcast just to hear all like, 32 bands. So yeah, there, there it's, are a, it's lot. a good one. Yeah. And just like a really, really fun guy, really fun guy to listen to. So mm -hmm. great podcast. Good job. Uh, looking you. forward to more, you know, you, you just like have a duo with just the two of you just chatting it up all the time. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be opposed. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Jeff might. I don't know. I wouldn't. Yeah. Who knows? Well, crazy. Uh, we've got it. We've got a night off from tour tonight. Uh, no show, which is always weird after four nights in a row. I think, you know, being like, Oh, there's not, you know, and no pod tomorrow, which will be weird. Um, you know, I think my family will be happier that we don't have to interrupt our day in the middle of the afternoon uh, yeah. for me to do this. Um, but, you know, it's good. Should we, should we do a quick little fantasy update since uh, we've got a lot of time? Yeah, we do have some time. I mean, yeah, and I'm grateful that there is no show tonight. I'm grateful that there is no podcast tomorrow. Yeah, I could use a break. Four in a row is, is a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. And, you know, it begs the question, like, how does the band do it? I don't mm. know how Rick's like especially doing... two nights in New Orleans and then a late right. night show and then like they they went to bed after stubs at I think like three or three o'clock in the morning and then the crew had to be up to load into ACL at six and they sound checked at ten a.m. So That's it's, amazing. it's it's a crazy yeah it's nuts yeah you know like I've seen those guys on the road and they're like up working up first thing in the morning too like they're yeah it's like a machine I don't know how they do it but. Uh, yeah, let's talk fantasy. Let's talk yeah, fantasy. Because I good. think I, I had a pretty good night. I am now in the top five, so I'm pretty happy. After all the songs you didn't pick, you still gained on the day? Yeah, man. I, I'm two points ahead of Kev now. I'm five points up on you, though I, I will say, uh, you know, you and you and B have made up a lot of ground here. Um, D is a normalization. Yeah. D's a little bit back, uh, further back than I think he normally is. Um, but, you know... It's still, I've got 165, Kev's got 163, you're at 160, and uh, B's got 158. So it, it's a tight race. Five uh, shows left. Vane at the top at the end, Ryan. 
Yeah, listen. And no one's here to defend up. themselves. Uh, <laughs> runner up. Hey, you know, I just want to go over my my finishes because uh, mm-hmm. I think this is an important bit of news. And every time I s- try to say this on the podcast, Jive interrupts. Yeah. I finished one, one, two, two, and the last four seasons. That's fair. So I'm due for a one. You know, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I finished. Get it. I finished second last fall, and I I think I was top <laughs> five for winter, um, and I think I was sixth for summer. Um, yeah. but you know, I am excited right now, how many people are playing and how many people are talking about it. Still, um, yeah. I, I think I, I, you know, what, when I talk about fantasy goose, I, I talk a lot of trash, uh, just in hopes that like more people will play and then there will be actual trash talking, uh, <laughs> because like everything I've set up until this point is only to like generate interest. Cause I don't know. I just think it's a fun thing to do. And it's another way of like chatting about the show and getting uh, involved getting involved and you know what so many people are doing it right now it's like 150 to 170 people a night playing uh and you know people are getting their kids playing people are getting their dads playing mm-hmm. rob performing quite well right now he is doing house, very well and his son playing pretty well right now although i have son had a bad day yesterday well and, technically uh, you're a dad neil so matthew's rooting for you yeah well i should get my son in the game you should, I should do that although I, I tried to get I, andy in he played I think he played last night and he played the first show of the tour, but he's not as into it as we are. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think my son really knows any of the song names, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe next season. We'll see. Maybe next season. We'll see. Well, yeah. Well, thank you everybody uh, for tuning in uh, to our shorter episode today. Mm-hmm. We'll be back Wednesday afternoon, three o'clock PM Eastern uh, to talk about tomorrow night in Kansas city. That's tomorrow night is in Kansas city. So we will see you all on Wednesday. Um, Hope you enjoyed. Uh, And don't forget, go check out uh, that podcast with Jeff if you haven't already. Have a fantastic day. Hi, I'm Dave Gebro. I threw my career as a licensed hearing instrument specialist in the trash, sold my house, and created the ultimate music obsessives podcast, Discograffiti. Each episode of Discograffiti features an eclectic and wide-ranging slew of cool musicians doing long-form deep-dive interviews in which we rate either their favorite band's output or their own from zero to five stars. From Mike Watt rating the Minutemen to Terry Kirkman from The Association, Bob Nastanovich on Pavement, Bob Forrest on The Band, Bob Mayer on The Replacements, and Lou Barlow on The Zombies, each new guest swings a hard left into an area you either had no idea you needed to know about or know all about and can't believe you're not alone out there. Coming up, here's who we've got on the program. The Lemon Twigs, Robert Schneider from The Apples in Stereo, the Dedrick siblings from The Free Design, Joel Self on mother-murdering superstar drummer Jim Gordon and a record-breaking 20-hour interview with the great Michelle Phillips about the mamas and the papas. You're not going to want to miss it because there's nothing quite like it. Don't let your youth go to waste, lads and ladies. Discograffiti. Subscribe. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo. And for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. 
and subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.